Today, I, I, I was really kind of struggling this weekend with uh, getting the message, and uh, finally the Lord just really dropped this in my heart. It, I don't think it's anything brand new, but you know, it's like one uh, minister said, some people say, well, I don't want to hear that again. I've already heard it. And it's like, well, that's like saying I don't want to eat steak ever again. You know, you have a nice filet mignon or, or uh, you know, a piece of ribeye steak and it just melts in your mouth and you go, well, I've had that. I never want that again. <laughs> well, you, you might you might say, well, I don't want that tomorrow, but the next day you might want some of it or whatever. And, uh, you know, we're going... Pastor Scarlett and I are going to Brazil again to preach. Oh my, these people. They, I tell them, now just give me like a night meeting or maybe morning and night. No, three. They think they've really cut it to the bone to give me three separate services a day. And they were going to add three more churches to the end of our itinerary. And they said, however, if you don't want to do that, it's fine with us. And I said, yeah, well, I don't want to offend anybody, but, you know, that would just be nice to have a day or two rest before we make that trip all the way back. I don't know if you've ever looked at a map of South America and North America, but Sao Paulo, Brazil is a good piece, fur piece from here. It's about as far as you can go unless you go underneath and back up the other side. So, uh, we, uh, anyway, uh, I don't know what that had to do with anything. Just telling you. One thing, I do covet your prayers for us, you know, when we go. and We're not going for a while, but just it's coming up. and So just pray about that, amen, that the Lord protects us. The State Department has issued a, not not the worst warning, but level two alertness for that area uh, to be alert because of, uh, you know, things that happen. Uh, but, you know, we, we're well protected. I don't want anybody to get in fear. I mean, we always have people with us, you know, but I have had experiences down there with the automatic weapons pointed at my head. So, uh, you know, I don't enjoy that sort of thing, but praise God, he protects us and, and puts us over. Amen. So, uh, we're gonna talk today about the benefits of being a believer. Amen? Did you know there's benefits to being a Christian? You know, you left, you could be left with the impression in some cases that like, well, following the Lord will cost you everything and you know, He'll demand everything of you and, and there's just not a whole lot of scripture for that. It's just maybe somebody's, uh, what they've been told or believe. But we don't go by what we've been told. We go by what the Word of God says. Amen? Yeah. And the Word tells us there's benefits to being a Christian. There's benefits to being a believer. Did you know that they even say that the, they even say that the people that, um, uh, go to church regularly, they, they track them through their lives. And they go to church uh, regularly, and they find out that um, the um, benefits of people who attend church, they have healthier lives. Their marriages are more likely to survive and last. Uh, you know, uh, a, a lot of good things. Mental health issues are, are uh, far from them. And 
Uh, and these are like actual polls, like actual statistics that they've researched. Amen? So we could talk sometime about the benefits of attending church. You know, Brother Jeff, I hate to interrupt, but this is still a little hot. We're going to have to knock it down just a notch because I'm going to get to preaching here and the lights will blow out. Marcus will have to replace them. Praise the Lord. All right. Yeah, that's that's a little better. Maybe a little bit more down. Uh, anyway, we're going to see here Psalm 103, verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Hallelujah. Bless His holy name. That's good. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not, forget not all His benefits. Well, I don't believe the Holy Spirit would have inspired this to be written if there wasn't a chance we might forget. Yeah. Now I'll tell you, you think, well, no, I would never forget, Brother David. I don't know. I don't know. I think we all are, uh, have a tendency. Have you ever had just one of those days where it was just tough? <laughs> you think, what happened today? Was there a horde of demons released with my name on you know, my phone number or my uh, my address, and uh, we've all had those days, right? That just seems like everything in the world came against you at the same time. I call it the perfect storm. It feels like everything just falling apart. And I think it's at that moment that it's easy for us to forget the benefits of being a believer. That we don't have, that we can rise up on the inside and say, now just wait a minute here. I've got some authority here. I've got uh, the possibilities of changing this and turning it around. You can't help what comes at you, but you can certainly help what you do about it once it does come at you. Amen. Uh, I know sometimes I've heard people say, Pastor, what is happening? What is happening? I'm being attacked physically. I'm being attacked financially. I'm being personally slandered or whatever. Something's coming against me. What is happening? <laughs> and I've always said, well, sit down. I've got really bad news. You're alive. That's what's wrong. The Bible says that the afflictions of even the righteous. Now, we understand some things about just rank sinners. They, you know, sometimes just are reaping what they've sown in their life many times, uh, some of their problems. But you might say, but I'm not a rank sinner. I'm a child of God. I'm blood washed. I'm filled with the Spirit. I'm, you know, I've got God with me. And now I've got, now I've got the same problems my heathen neighbor has, you know. What's, what's going on here? Well, the Bible tells us the afflictions of the righteous are many. Now thank God he didn't stop talking there. The afflictions of the righteous are many, but the Lord delivers him from some of them. <laughs> Amen. He delivers him from all of the afflictions. Amen. And so, you, you know, don't feel sorry for yourself. Poor pitiful me, what I'm going through. Oh, poo. You know, sometimes that's how we feel. But thank God we know also once once you've walked with the Lord for a while and in the Word, the things of the Spirit, 
you can rightly divide what's going on inside of you. You know sometimes this is uh, just emotional or you've got PTSD from something similar happening before or whatever uh, coming against you and you can, you, it may not right immediately make you feel better, but at least you know. I know what this is. I know where this is coming from. And if it doesn't agree with the word and it's not what God's saying about you, it's a lie from the pit of hell. Yeah. And you have to treat it as such and realize that it's just the enemy trying to get under your skin. Amen. Yes. Well, so that's, that's a benefit I haven't even read yet, but that is true. <laughs> Forget not his benefits. I was just saying that during those times of, 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 of testing, is when we feel that we could maybe forget some of the benefits and say, well, now wait a minute. I've, I've got, I've got something here I can use. I have something that will put me over. Okay. So let's look at what they are. And I was thinking about this passage and you could preach, you could preach a year from this one psalm because if you, if you, if you, uh, dissect it a little bit, unpack it, as they say, take it apart, you start looking at each benefit separately and you start study, doing a word study or a Bible study on that particular benefit. And it's just hours and hours of teaching uh, that we could have just by going through this list and not forgetting the benefits. Amen? Uh, if you've ever done a... If you've ever done a vacation package or something, travel package or something like that, or maybe bought some service agreement with some company or whatever, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll say here, or, uh, uh, maybe like an insurance plan for your health insurance or whatever. Sometimes it'll say, here's the benefits that you receive as, you know, signing up for this plan. And, uh, sometimes you, you, you want to pull that document back out and go over it and read well what are my benefits oh look i've got uh uh they they pay for eyeglasses or they pay for oh the dental writer is on there there's benefits listed you know for that particular policy that you've purchased or that particular package uh or maybe a vacation thing where you know the, the, some dining is included or something's included in that amen and, and uh, there's people that I heard about a missionary who back years ago when the only way to get around the world was by steamship, pre-airplane, you know. And so they had to make a, a, a journey around the world and this, it was a young man and, and he got down to the dest, final destination, it was like left San Francisco or something and was going to Australia or wherever. I mean, it was like... You know, days and days and days into weeks of travel just to steam down there. And he got there and, and he looked uh, pretty weak and emaciated. And the, uh, somebody said to him, son, you don't look like you've eaten a bite in days. I mean, we just haven't seen you in the dining hall. And he said, well, I don't have any money to eat in the dining hall. And they said, it's included in your ticket. So here he was literally almost starving to death on a journey of, of, of many days, uh, and he had the benefit already paid for. It was prepaid. Amen? Our benefits are prepaid. Praise God. 
Our spiritual benefits are prepaid by Jesus and His finished work. Isn't that a good deal? But sometimes we got to remind ourselves, oh yeah, I have a ticket to the dining hall. (laughs) I can sit and eat into the blessings of the Lord. Or it's included. Well, let's start here. This is the list. Pray I get through this. Uh, not keep you too late. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities. And let's just stop there because we're going to take it each one for just a second. So look at that. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities. Isn't that beautiful? Every sin that you and I have ever committed has already been forgiven. Amen. God's not holding anything against us. Now usually, not a, sometimes not a lot of other people are holding things against you. You're holding it against yourself. And you can almost have the, the bad side effect of condemnation on you because you won't forgive yourself. But how many know if God's forgiven us, praise God, we ought to be willing to forgive ourselves. Well, I like to say, let he without failure cast the first stone. Let he without ever missing it come down for the altar call for liars. <laughs> because you're just lying to yourself. And uh, I heard one minister talk about uh, one of the Psalms where David said, Lord, my prayer is let me not lie to myself. And sometimes we just lie to ourselves, you know, that we're all that in a bag of chips. But uh, we're not all that in a bag of chips. Jesus is all that in a bag of chips. Amen. And uh, we, we're in him. Anyway, I hope you're getting something out of this today. Uh, that we're going to not forget that he's forgiving and has forgiveth, forgiveth all that would be past tense and present tense. Forgive all your sins, all your iniquities. Isn't that beautiful? We're not walking around condemned. We're not walking around with God not being happy with us and frowning upon us and and uh, being, you know, uh, irritated. And then, who healeth all thy diseases. Praise God. Now, this is all included. The name of this benefit package. Bless the Lord, all my soul, for getting out his benefits. The name of the benefit package is salvation. It's the Greek word is sozo, and it means an all-inclusive term. It includes all of these benefits is in salvation. So when we say, I'm saved, I'm born again, we have just literally um, spoken these benefits over our life. Amen? Somebody might say, well, I don't have a lot to praise the Lord for today, Pastor. I... I, I got so many problems and things I'm going through. I don't even know where to where I would start praising Him. And I want to say, are you kidding? Just thank Him that you're saved. If you thank Him that you're saved, you get these benefits. Yeah. Praise God for salvation. Healings included in that. Now you know some churches say, well, we don't really believe in divine healing. You know, God gives us doctors and. Uh, <laughs> And uh, whatever. Well, you know, I thank God for doctors. I'm not anti-doctor or anti-medicine. You know, thank God that that can help you, what benefit that might have. But, you know, I've, I've been in situations and seen situations where the doctors couldn't fix it. 
where the doctor said, we've done all we can do, and we can't do anymore. Well, if that's God's method of healing, uh, you know, that, that since the church doesn't believe in divine healing, then his method's got flaws in it. So that's how we know this is not scriptural, because God, everything God does is perfect. Remember that song we sometimes sing here? You are perfect in all of your ways. How many believe God's perfect in all of his ways? He doesn't have flaws. He doesn't have uh, recalls. <laughs> your automobile company might have a few, but the, the Lord does not have recalls. You don't get a letter in the mail that says, bring your car in because we're going to screw it up worse than it already is. Uh, you don't, you don't. You don't, uh, you don't get that with the Lord. Amen. So it says he heals all your diseases. I've had people say, well, pastor, I've been diagnosed with this weird disease. Uh, I'm one of, they almost say it like they're proud of it. Like they won the lottery. I'm one of nine million people that's ever had this, you know. And uh, it, I, have you ever seen anybody healed of that? I used to have a an in-law that would ask that question all the time. You ever seen anybody healed of this? And I would say, well, I don't know if I have or not, but the Bible says all thy diseases. He heals all your diseases. Yeah. So it wouldn't matter what the name of it is. Right. It seems like every time you go into a doctor for a checkup, they come up with a new name for you. You know, they, they've discovered something's wrong with you. And then, you know, then they have free samples of the purple pill or whatever, you know, remember they used to have that commercial, ask your doctor if the purple pill is right for you. Well, I want to go, it depends on what his kickbacks are from the pharmaceutical company. And I don't mean to sound negative, but I'm telling you, it seems like that they're just so hot and ready to put you on a whole list of, of, of pharmaceuticals. And, and then there's side effects from them. So now what's worse, the thing or the thing? I don't know. <laughs> So um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not anti-doctor. Please don't come preach that at me after the service. But I am telling you, you have to listen to the Holy Spirit. And sometimes we use them, and sometimes we say, thank you, bye, don't call me, I'll call you. Because they'll have their assistant call and set you up on a program. And uh, don't you love those... Uh, Attorney commercials where they say, if you took this drug and you've experienced the following symptoms, and one of them is death. And I'm thinking, well, now, if you experience death from that pill, how can you watch this commercial and make the phone call? So how smart are these attorneys? This is the question that begs. Usually people through third grade can read words that big, you know, so I don't know. And understand the concept that once death occurs, the phone call is going to be very slow in coming. <laughs> Just saying. Cracks me up every time. But I found the mute button. And when the, when all the when all the you're sick and need this pill commercials come on, I hit the mute button so I don't have to listen to their nonsense. Praise God. Then you get mad at the whole thing and just shut it off. Praise God. <laughs> That's usually when peace comes. 
Just turn it off, all of them. I didn't even know about this attack on Israel until somebody, my sister, I think, texted me and said, did you see what's going on in Israel? And I said, no, I haven't even watched the news. I don't, I don't even, you didn't even know. So we did turn it on enough to get that story. And then they want to repeat the story every 25 minutes, you know. So I said, I got it the first time, ding dong. I'm always yelling back at the TV. I barely will watch Christian TV anymore because I, I, I get so riled up over that, over people saying stuff that's not in the Bible in the, in the name of Jesus. That makes me really mad. I get madder at that than I do Wolf Blitzer. <laughs> All right, praise God. That'd be a cool name, though. It's kind of German-like. Wolf Blitzer! Oh, anyway, sorry, okay. Who, <laughs> who forget? <laughs> what is your name, son? Okay. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities? Who healeth all thy diseases? Praise God. So any kind of symptom or disease that comes, we need to stand and quote this. Say, well, I did it and I don't feel any better. Just keep at it. That's again like medicine. You know, sometimes you, they'll, they'll give you something to help you, an antibiotic or whatever, and the first time or two you take it, you might not feel any different at all. But the doctor will say, just stay on your medicine, and you'll begin to see a change. And you do, and you begin to see a change. And that's the way the Word of God is. Amen. You know, sometimes we just don't even hardly feel like praying or feel like stating or declaring, but we do. And, and then we start watching the situation turn around. And say, praise God, it worked. It will always work. Somebody said, if you'll work the word, the word will work. Um, This is good here, verse 4, in this day and time in which we live. Who redeems thy life from destruction. Hallelujah. You know, stuff happens, and maybe some weird thing happens up the street from where you live. You hear about it. You know, thank God you can say, you know, no plague shall come near my dwelling. A thousand may fall at one hand and ten thousand at my right hand. It shall not come near me in Jesus' name. Now, that doesn't mean we don't take precautions. And, you know, sometimes if you need to sandbag your door or whatever, you know, but I am saying that you can, when you've done maybe the reasonable amount of preparation for a storm or whatever, and we, we talk about that here because we live in Florida, but I'll tell you something, when we get, when we get to the place where, where we've done all we can do uh, in that, we just depend on the word, amen? Yeah. Who, and so, who redeems thy life from destruction... And uh, uh, there was this woman in um, uh, my dad's church. My dad pastored a church, quite good-sized church in Jacksonville Beach, Jacksonville Beach. Um, at the time he pastored there, it was about 1,200 people. It was a nice-sized church. And had one of those tropical depressions that came through. And, uh, you know, it, it absolutely... Um, the the uh, the storm caused flooding, 
Kind of like over here in Elfers, you know, there's some low spots, and every time we get just too much rain or whatever, you always hear these little neighborhoods uh, over there that, um, a little north of here, but they get, they get flooded out, you know. The Ancloak River gets too high, and then all the little tributaries and creeks and streams fill up, and eventually, you know, into somebody's living room. Well, Jacksonville, if you've ever spent any time in Jacksonville, you know, it's, it's always, uh, um, have have those low low uh, I call it low rider <laughs> areas you know the little houses just sit down in a you can almost see they almost sit down in a soup dish you know and you think boy it wouldn't take a whole lot of flooding to flood out those homes well it happened the flood came my dad was a pastor he's called you know about it and he's going to drive around and see you know check on the church members and didn't have so many cell phones and things like that. In those days, you could call and ask how folks were doing. He just got out there and started driving around. Well, he gets out there, and um, there's this woman that's coming running down her driveway and sees my dad in his car, and she's waving her arms, and she says, uh, Pastor, I'm from the church. Now, you know, you have 1,200 people in your church, and he was a new pastor, you might not necessarily recognize everybody right off. You know, you don't know, you know, who everybody, who everyone is. Maybe some key people. But my dad said, "Yeah," she said, I, "I'm a member of the of the Beaches Chapel Church." And he said, "Oh, well, you know." She said, "I recognize you. You're my pastor." He says, "Yeah." She says, "Come look and see what the Lord has done." Now, the Sunday before this happened, he had preached on Psalm 91. Amen. And that no plague shall enter my dwelling. Well, my dad looked and he thought, sure, she's this poor woman. She's going to be devastated because you could see how many have seen where floodwaters have been and you can see the sticks and the straw and the, and the grass clippings and everything just stuck, you know, on a screen door or up against the wall as the water recedes. Well, her flood line was at least two and a half, almost three feet across the front screen door of her porch. And my dad said, this is going to be a mess. I mean, we're talking throw out the carpet, throw out the furniture, take the sheetrock out, everything. You know, it's going to be down to the to the studs. And uh, wondering, you know, wondering, does she have insurance? You, you don't know what, you know. So... She said, come look. And he thought, oh, this is going to not be good. He walks out there. She opens the door, and the house is completely dry. No soggy carpet. No water on the inside. He looked at, you know, a small house. Walk right through to the kitchen. There's a screen door to the back porch, to the, you know, to the lanai or whatever. And you can see around that screen where all the debris and everything had had collected. He said, I don't understand what's happened. She says, well, it's very simple. She says, you preach Sunday that no plague shall come near my dwelling, and I knew there was plague in that water. There's there's illnesses, there's dysentery and that kind of thing from sewage, you know, from sewage that has mixed up with the water. How many know when we have floods, it's bad? I mean... You know, it's not just the water, it's what's in the water. It's, it's chemicals and uh, things from automobiles that flooded and, 
you know, just, just it's, it's, it's just a soup mix of toxic disaster. Uh, sometimes snakes and alligators and things get all jumbled up in it. Rats, things like that. And she knew all the ramifications of having your home invaded like that. And she said, you said that no plague shall come near my dwelling. She says, a thousand on one side, ten thousand on the other, it shall not come near me. So she says, I just took that scripture out there and I saw that water rising up and I spoke to it and I told it to go back. And that you can't come in my house. And she said, she remembered the back door. And sure enough, a little little rise, a little hill in the backyard, here comes the water. She went and spoke to that. And she said, I was standing there speaking to the water and I realized I got the front door wide open with just a screen. And she said, God is my witness. That water came to that screen and stood up like it was gelled, like it was a jello standing there. Well, now listen, it's the same God that, that, that Moses uh, obeyed and parted the Red Sea. If God can make the Red Sea stand up under the old covenant, he could make the flood water stand up at your house. Well, I don't mean that you don't, you don't want to be foolish. You take, you take precautions. This woman didn't have time to take precautions. This was one of those floods that just came suddenly. And she, my dad said, you know, he wishes to this day that he had made some sort of a movie or video. But again, people didn't have those on phones. This is many years ago. But um, so readily available to do it. Wouldn't that be a beautiful video? Um, you know, and you know what? The naysayers would go, well, this is been photoshopped or something's, you know, faked about it. But my dad, who was not a liar, good man of God, amen, minister, he said, I saw it with my own eyes that this water had come up and stood up at that screen. And to prove it, her front door had no, had no, no debris on the door. It stopped at the screen. Praise the Lord, folks. Now, this is the miracle God we serve, and these are some of the benefits I'm trying to tell you about today. I'm believing it. How about you? When Hurricane, what was the name of that bad one that hit at Orange Beach, Alabama? Was it Ian? Well, I think it was Ian or Ivan. 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 Hurricane Ivan hit Ground Zero, Orange Beach, and of course our family, we own a, a little place there. Um, uh, across the street from the beach and uh, my parents that was their home at that time and they were in New York <laughs> they were out in Westchester County at a friend's home and they were watching the, the you know the, the weather the weather channel and um, and they were showing the destruction now that hurricane picked up the, the state highway that runs along there, um, Perdido Beach Boulevard, it's called. It picked, it picked up the asphalt and slung it into the Gulf. There were three-story condominium buildings, not the great big high-rise ones, but the sort of the low-rise ones with, the, with you know, maybe a dozen units in it uh, that were sitting out in the Gulf. It had, it had. The, the force of the flood and the water and the wind had unseated it from its foundation and was sitting out in the water like that. And 
The neighbor across the driveway from my parents' unit, it's like a duplex-type place, right across the street, that man's whole roof was gone. And my parents didn't even have time to go move the pots off the deck. There was not one pot moved, not one shingle blown off, not anything. And my mother stood there and pointed her finger at the weather channel. And she said, in Jesus' name, I claim Psalm 91 over my place. Everybody else is on their own. But I, because <laughs> you don't have authority over everybody, just what concerns you. And so he said, in Jesus' name, I command uh, my place to be protected. And did you know they didn't even lose a shingle? Didn't lose the pots, didn't. So my father was, you know, being moved by the weather report. My mother loves to tell this on him. He's not even here to defend himself, and she still tells it. <laughs> then my dad said, well, I got, he had a brand new car. Bless his heart, brand new car. And he, it was parked in the garage there, and, he, and they were showing how high the water. He goes, well, that car will be gone. You know, it'll just be flooded, and you just claim insurance, and they drag it off. And uh, mother said, she, so now she's not only rebuking Ivan, she's rebuking Doc, my dad, Doc, Doc Horton. She's rebuking him, saying, you stop cursing what I'm blessing in Jesus' name. And she says, you need to get in faith with me. So he said, oh, you're right. My dad would oh, Jerry's right. That's right. So they, she got him dragging him, kicking and screaming in faith. But praise God, what a testimony. Amen. Um, so that's a good one, verse 4. My life's redeemed from destruction. That means when you get out on the freeway and the highway and you're driving with these insane asylum escapees that have about rode, mow you down, I don't know how much time you spend on I-275, but dear Jesus, you know, you got about praying tongues to go through downtown Tampa. And uh, so you could claim that for that. My life is redeemed from destruction. That means I'm not available for destruction. <laughs> Praise God. Are y'all like getting anything out of this? Who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. That sounds good, doesn't it? And then, and then here's prosperity right here, verse five. Who satisfieth thy mouth with bad things so that you barely survive. No, who satisfieth, that means you're satisfied with what the Lord gives you, with what with His blessing on your life, amen? Yes. Who satisfieth thy mouth with good things. Now, when you see the word good in the Bible like that, you know, in English we've kind of uh, discounted the value of that word good. But if you look it up like in the Hebrew or, or, or Greek, it what good means it's as as good as it can ever be it's the very best the highest quality isn't that beautiful yeah. the highest quality things not just good cuz see we've had good better and best and so we think we don't think a whole lot about the word good well that was how was the how was the meal well it was good usually that means well it was okay 
it was acceptable. But if it was a fantastic, we'll use all these other amazing adjectives to describe it. Uh, but it says, uh, satisfieth with good things, meaning the very best that can be. That's our God. How many believe if God sends it, it's going to be the very best? And, and what does that mean? Well, it's all subjective and relative to your life. What might be very best for another person you, you might not be a blessing to you. You know, it's like buying a new Cadillac and sending it to somebody in, in uh, the Congo to drive through the jungle. That's not going to work. That's, that would be a dumb thing to do. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But, you know, for you switch the situation around, it might work. But, um, in other words, good for you. Good, the best for you. The best for your life. The best for your needs and your desires and your goals and, and your callings on, on your life. Amen? So that by youth, and it's, it's going to be so good what he gives you, your youth is renewed like the eagle. So anybody here that has experienced, uh, maybe some challenges from aging will appreciate that verse. Praise God. Because, you know, we, we want our youth to be renewed. And sometimes I, when I've been at the tail end of one of these crazy travel trips, and I say, boy, I'm, I'm sure not 25 anymore. <laughs> you, you long to have that kind of energy and stamina. And, and then you, you realize it's, it's, you know, Gone with the wind, but uh, I'm going to claim this scripture and get all of it I can, at least out of it, amen, that my youth is renewed like the eagles, that I have strength. And it's easy to, isn't it easy to want to say, golly, I just feel like crud and, uh, you know, but we need to. Well, pastor needs to work on his confession and start talking about renewed youth instead of I feel like crud. Praise the Lord. Amen. My youth is renewed. I have strength. I have vitality. I have life. I have Zoe life of God in me. Praise God. He's putting me over. Woo! That's better, isn't it? And then, of course, you know, the rest of this is good. But those are the basic benefits there um, of some uh the main things. If you keep reading and you get down to the end, he just, he I think he just gets overwhelmed with the goodness of God. And he begins to really praise the Lord. And listen to this, uh, starting in verse 20, bless the Lord all his angels that excel in strength, that do His commandments, hearkening unto the voice of His word. Bless ye the Lord, all ye His host, ye ministers of His, that do His pleasure. Bless the Lord, all His works, in all places of His dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Praise God. You know, you just can't, Help but have the victory. You can't help but be encouraged and inspired reading some of that and quoting that. Amen? Praise the Lord. 
So take time, we don't have time today, but take time to take each one of those benefits and get in the Word and find out what the Bible says about your sins being forgiven. Find out what the Bible says about healing. What the Bible says about protection, you know, that redeemed from destruction, that's protection. Divine protection. Amen. And uh, I've been on all kind of airplanes where I had to speak the word over it. In Jesus' name. My flights go all the way there and all the way back. <laughs> In the name of Jesus. And we have favor with immigration officers and favor with customs officers and favor with gate agents and uh, flight attendants. Boy, you can get crossways with a flight attendant and they can make your life a living hell for the next three hours, you know. So I'm telling you, we claim favor for, for everybody we come in contact with. And that's part of being redeemed from destruction. We're not sent to the back of the line. We're asked to come to the front. Now, there's just nothing wrong with claiming that in Jesus' name. And especially when you're on a tight schedule, you got to not miss your flight and that kind of thing. And you're in some airport that was built in 1962, and they've never remodeled it. And it's a mile from where you are to run down to the end. It's, it's just some of these airports, really, Donald Trump was right about that. We said we need to rebuild some of our airports. The best airport to travel in is Tampa. <laughs> because it's so short from the time you get on or off that little train. Praise the Lord. You don't have to go very far. I like that. Hallelujah. Boy, you know, I don't know if you've been to Denver's new airport. It's like four billion miles one gate to the next, you know. And then you say, oh, good, the moving sidewalk. Yes, it's always broke. It doesn't work. So I'm not happy about some of that. Amen. We're going to pray for uh, you here and also uh, in the uh, watching online. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you today for these benefits, for these blessings, for your favor, for your love, for your goodness, for your mercy. Lord, that Christ died for us while we were still sinners. While we deserved nothing, we deserved what he got, but he took our place. And Father, we thank you today for salvation. Anybody watching that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, may they just pray a simple prayer. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Give me a home in heaven, and I'll serve you all my life. And, and they're saved. Praise God. They can just receive the goodness of God in the land of the living. In Jesus' name. And Lord, those that might have committed sins and they know and they feel guilty about it and maybe somebody got hurt in the process, Father, I thank you for making your forgiveness, your grace and mercy real to them, that they can walk in, in righteousness and grace. In Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you for divine healing. And in the name of Jesus, you know, you just put your hand where you're suffering, where you might have a need. In Jesus' name, Lord, I thank you. Those that are watching, do the same at home. In Jesus' name, I command blind eyes to open, deaf ears to unstop, lame legs to walk, cancers and tumors and growths and, and rogue cells to wither and die and become inactive. 
Father, I just thank you for these things. Those that are dealing with mental health issues in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for um, uh, your, your touch and your goodness. Touching their soul, touching their mind, their will, their emotions. Healing them of past hurts and things. Or maybe if they were molested or something happened tragic and it's affected them their whole life. I thank you, Lord, for your uh, delivering power to deliver them from the memory of that and the pain of it in Jesus' name. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Father, for providing for those who have material and financial needs this week in Jesus' name. Thank you for showing yourself strong, things coming through that need to come through and need to happen and even abundantly above all that, if, uh, the Ephesians 3.20 blessing, we speak upon them. In Jesus' name, be healed and whole from the top of your head, the soles of your feet. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, praise God. I wanna...